You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hello, uh, my name is Roger B. You're listening to America's Web Radio, and this is Locked and Loaded, all the latest gun news that's worthy of being news. Um, all gun news is worthy of being Unless, I would think so. unless, unless they're banning and seizing them. Anti-gun news? Not so much gun news. Not so much. <laughs> but no, we are here today. We're going to get into a little bit of politics, some brand new, really cool products that are out. At least I thought they were really cool. And then, of course, we're going to go into some more basic things about what you should buy besides a gun. And I don't mean a sports car what? or a new house. <laughs> I mean things you need to go along more, with one. More kids. More No, wait. No, no, no. <laughs> Ear protection, eye protection, tools, cleaning kits, you know, stuff like that. Necessities. Well, yeah, things that go along with once you buy one, then there's all the other. It's like when you buy a car. It's not just the car. It's the insurance. It's the new floor mats. It's all the other stuff. It's not just necessities. It's accessories. We need That's good accessories right. for your weaponry. That's right. Just ask your wife when it comes to accessories. I bet she knows. <laughs> or girlfriend or significant other. Well, if she doesn't know, I know who does. Iris knows. That's right. Okay, first of all, we're going to get into some people who don't like guns as much as we do. Like, there's a tech company in, out west, I'm pretty sure, Gee, called San Francisco. Salesforce, a customer relationship oh, management technology yeah. company designed to help with commerce, has recently updated their acceptable use policy, and they're trying to exclude one particular group of people who deal in a certain kind of merchandise. You guessed it, guns, high-capacity magazines... 80% lowers, and a whole litany of other things that they have deemed improper for their company to deal with. Now, from what I understand, these company act, these, this company actually provides transactions for companies who do business online or provide financing for companies, and they've decided they do not want their product being used for anything that's gun-related. <clears throat> Anything with a thumb hole or folding stock. I mean, they're very specific about what they've got, which is kind of crazy. Now, what worries me is that they're basically discriminating against a group of people or a group of items that are not illegal in any way and, in fact, are constitutionally protected, and they're deciding, oh, we don't want to do business with those people. I guess at some point it's going to come down to we're going to have to use discrimination and expand on its its a definition to say more than just people of race, of people of gender, people of sexual preference. We're going to have to put political preference in there as well. Otherwise, I believe the political parties will have their people fighting so hard against each other that each business is going to be so one-sided that we're going to be able to discriminate against somebody if they believe in the president or don't believe in the president or have a political preference in one way or another. I mean, the fact that these people cannot use this service to to do anything with semi-automatic firearms, automatic firearms, anything that has a capacity capacity to have a detachable magazine, which, as those of you who know weapons, is almost is virtually almost every semi-automatic weapon made or ever made. There are a few exceptions to this, but very few. Oh, anything that can accept more than ten rounds, they don't want to do business with any of those people. Oh goodness, you know, because the eleventh round is always the worst. Nothing that fires a fifty caliber BMG cartridge. <laughs> Maybe the eleventh round is more accurate. Oh, entirely so. Yes, I mean because everyone knows if you can't hit them with ten shots, the eleventh one, one is the one that's going to make the difference. 
<laughs> but they want no firearm parts, no flash or sound suppressors, no multi-burst trigger devices, no grenade or rocket launchers. Although I don't see those at Walmart very often anymore. <laughs> oh, also you cannot buy blueprints for, as they call ghost guns, or blueprints for 3D printed guns. Ooh, so these people guns. have just gone off the deep end. You know, it, anything that can accept a sound suppressor, so anything with threaded barrel, they don't want to have anything to do with that. But So it's it's interesting to see if this is going to pan out for them or are people just going to not want to deal with restricted, you know, businesses like this. And how far is this going to go? One of the funniest things I saw this week is someone was saying that uh, a lot of social media right now is pushing – for all these people who are, who are wanting Sharia law, they're trying to give them a wide berth and allow them to push their views and everything, and anybody who speaks out against them is pushed out for violating community standards. What shocks me is that if they allow Sharia law to take place or come into being, which is fine, there are hundreds of countries that have it, and if you like it, you can go there. But if they do get it here in the United States, the first thing they're going to do is either limit or take over all the social media companies because they don't want them having anything on there that violates their their beliefs. So basically, all these social media companies are voting for their own demise. It's like the sheep who vote for the farmer every time because he feeds them, but he's also the same one who's going to slaughter them as well. <laughs> you just wonder about if some people think through their process sometimes. But anyway, so this uh, San Francisco company, as as Vic pointed out earlier, has a market value of nearly $120 billion, but they don't want any gun money. So I guess they're just going to have to go on their merry way. And other people, I bet, will pick up the slack from that. Yeah, Salesforce can go pound some sand. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> but my what opinion about, and you know, not the opinion of the station necessarily. Yes. <laughs> but how about this? Okay, how many of you like to go to the range, shoot a few rounds, relieve a little stress? And maybe if you're with somebody who hasn't been before, you you take a selfie or two or take a couple of pictures because they're excited to show their friends. Well, that's exactly what this college student did. I take selfies with my weapons. Is that bad? Uh, yeah, that's. we'll talk about that later, Rick. You might need that's to another, listen to the psychiatry topic. show. <laughs> Which there is one here at America's Web Radio. I thought there might be. But so it's just kind of fun. You go, you relax, you have some good time. And, you know, you, you don't usually need any documentation to... To go along with this, but sometimes people want to, you know, whip out a picture or two, post something on Facebook, send something to friends. Well, for one woman, one picture of her day at the range got her suspended from college. Now she has to sue the school to get her position back and to not be and to try and reverse getting thrown out of school. Florida's first coast technical college has a low view of the United States and state constitutions. According to a federal lawsuit by a student who said she's been suspended indefinitely, Diamond Dallas is suing Florida College for violating her First and Fourteenth Amendment rights and retaliating against her in violation of the Florida Constitution. Okay, wait a minute. Did you just say her name was Diamond Dallas? Yes, I did. Does she work at a local club by chance? (laughs) No, she doesn't. However, there has been a reference brought up to the fact that she is black and most of the college administrators are white and there may be a racially motivated theme here they, pushing to get her out of school. They don't like black girls with guns. Apparently mm. not. Now, I don't know if they can prove this or not because 
I don't know if they've ever suspended any white people or Asian people or, or weapons. brown people who have had guns, pictures taken, and posted mm-hmm. on Facebook. But apparently the college, which is part of St. John's County School District, suspended Dallas after another student reported a Facebook photo of her and her fiancé holding legally purchased and lawfully possessed firearms at the gun range. Ah, So So, she did something that is actually written, very well written, I might add, in the United States Constitution. Her right to do so is spelled out (laughs) black and white. Right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And it's also in the First Amendment, her right to express to free, speech. free speech. Exactly. Wow. Oh, but during the suspension meeting, the assistant principal, Donna Gray Donovan, said that in the posting picture, Dallas had a mean look on her face and was, and was possessing illegal guns. So they don't now. They not only do they want to prosecute thought, they want to prosecute facial expressions. Oh, apparently so. You remember the kid in Washington who had a smirk on his face? Oh, the so-called smirk. smirk. Uh-huh. He was just standing there, ignoring yeah. somebody violating his personal space, and just yep. stood there and didn't say a word to anybody. Facts, and he uh, was the bad guy. Facts be damned, he had a smirk. <laughs> That's right. But the photo constitutes a purely off-campus Facebook communication. Had no, it wasn't directed to the school. wasn't hashtagged at the school. Had nothing to do with the school whatsoever. So she's suing, and hopefully, I seriously hope a judge will come and slam this down in their faces and make the school pay her restitution, reinstate her in school, and pay her for any lost time and lost money that she has in relation to this. This is the kind of thing that we've got to stop cold. You can't start. You know, persecuting people for what they think or what they do, as long as it's perfectly legal. What if she was at a baking contest and had a picture of her poised with her cake with a Christian theme? Would they have wanted to throw her out of school for that? Oh, well, I mean, (laughs) she might be thrown in jail for that. Well, exactly. Maybe it had a few rainbows on it. And, well, I don't even want to go down that road. Yeah, I heard that guy's in trouble again. I (laughs) didn't get a chance to read all of that. Another, yeah, that's crazy. So she, apparently she's not allowed to post any pictures of herself holding guns, even though she's yeah. of the she's of legal age. They were legally possessed legally and possessed, owned weapons. Purchased. The school doesn't like the fact that she goes there and she was exercising the, her constitutional the protected gov- right. The government school doesn't like. Yeah, sense. exactly. No, yeah. It's part of the county school system. Now my next story is fascinating. We're back to Venezuela again. Venezuela. And apparently the troubles in Venezuela never end. Apparently. The economic crisis has struck all aspects of it, all economic levels. It's the, the economy is so bad there now that criminals cannot afford to buy bullets. How bad is it? It's so bad the criminals cannot afford to buy bullets. <laughs> the, the, the economic spiral is having a negative effect on society by criminals who are struggling to afford bullets to commit crimes. So what you're saying is we need to invest and start a business in Venezuela, and that business needs to be Palestinian fire, uh, fire Palestinian ammo. <laughs> Selling concrete blocks to criminals. <laughs> No, but they're, they're having trouble. They say it's so expensive to buy bullets now because the money there is not worth anything. Mm. And, and they're saying every bullet is over a dollar now. So one guy said, if I have to empty my magazine, that's $15 that I can't afford. So it's it's crazy. The criminals are having trouble affording to buy their bullets in Venezuela. I don't understand how this can go on. but you know, And also, oh, the gun prices have gone up. 
They're saying a gun that used to be 20, 30, 50 bucks is now over $800. So if somebody ends up dropping one or losing one in the commission of a crime, he's out 800 bucks. And the average Venezuelan earns $6.50 a month, according to the AP. And the skyrocketing inflation makes the money that they do have worth less and less every single day. So it's it's insane. Now, a couple of the gangsters they interviewed, who, of course, were anonymous, one of them was named Dog. Okay, Dog said, as he crumbled up a $10 bill, this is what I used to be able to buy a pistol for. Now they're over $800. Another gangster, El Negrito, who leads a gang called the Crazy Boys, has found it increasingly hard to support his wife and daughter with assaults. Firing bullets is now a luxury now. He can't afford to do it anymore. It's just, it's insane. And violent deaths, though, have decreased in Venezuela. Okay, we're going to be right back after this short commercial break. You're listening to America's Web Radio. I'm Roger B. on Locked and Loaded. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key, and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. And we're back on Locked and Loaded, and uh, I wanted to uh, talk to Roger because uh, obviously uh, with what we're doing, that uh, affects everybody that's in the military in uh, some way or the other. But uh, something that we're doing here, Roger, I don't know if you heard the uh, introduction a minute ago. I did, uh, I did, and I'm very proud that we're supporting veterans as we do. Well, we always do, and uh, I know a lot of veterans, uh, have a lot of friends that are veterans, and uh, I decided uh, the other day that I wanted to do something for veterans. So any veteran that's listening, I don't care whether it's from the Franco, I don't care what war it's from, you know, it could have been from the Spanish-American War. And it doesn't matter, Marines, Marines, Army, Navy, Air Force, Force. the whole thing. What about the Coast Guard? Absolutely. Okay, Coast Guard too. There you go, guys. We don't leave anybody out. Guard and any any way that you served, if you served, that's better than someone that didn't serve. And uh, if you served, and uh, within the last year you've decided to open a business, and uh, we will give you two free weeks of advertising on America's Web Radio. It'll be run of the 
station, which means that it may play at 9 o'clock in the morning, it may play at 9 o'clock at night, but you're not going to get all bad, you're not going to get all good. Uh, but we oh. have people listening 24 hours a day. I so. think they're all good. Yes, sir. And uh, <laughs> So if you have served and you've opened a business within the past year or about to open a business, send us an email at gm at americaswebradio.com. And we'll work out a schedule of uh, when you're when we're going to uh, start running your ads, and they'll run for two weeks, absolutely free, no strings attached. Well, I got to admit, there is one string attached, and this is really a terrible one, Roger. Uh-oh. Uh oh, strings. Yeah, uh, this, and I think you can break the string actually, but our one string that's attached to it is tell your buddy. But, oh uh, right, right. You know, Spread the you word. add you add in the Air Force or Army or Marines or wherever your buddy is. If you know that he's opening or she's opening a business, tell her, and uh, we will put any business on the air. Just send message to GM at America's Web Radio, and we'll work out um, when we're going to start running your ads. That's America's Web Radio, GM at America's Web Radio for free ads for your business. Well, that sounds great. I love the fact we're supporting all the military. Always a good thing to do. Absolutely. Okay, and you are listening to America's Web Radio. You can find us at americaswebradio.com, on YouTube, on Facebook, and on the on the international web. <clears throat> I am Roger B., and this is Locked and Loaded, all the gun stuff that's worthy to talk about. Well, we hope so. Right now, we were talking about Venezuela and their economic crisis, how it's affecting criminals. I mean, oh, my God, the criminals can't afford to buy bullets down there. However, there's good news. Violent deaths have decreased since, Venezuela, since the Venezuelan economy started to spiral downward. The homicide, the homicide rate has gone down by 10% just in the last year alone, even though Venezuela remains one of the most violent countries in the world. But they're guessing this has happened because there's less to steal from people. Many Venezuelans are struggling when they try and rob people that the people they rob don't have anything to steal anymore. Actually, nobody has anything to steal much down there. Everybody who had any money or had it was capable of is left because they can't use cash because you need a wheelbarrow full just to buy a loaf of bread. It's, it's crazy. Most of the bank vaults, if they were to be robbed, have nothing in them anyway. So this is really, this is becoming very difficult for criminals in Venezuela. And you know, even criminals have tough time in a socialist environment. But it just gives you an idea that not, not only good people suffer, even bad people can suffer in a bad economy. But okay, enough of that because, you know, we all know criminals deserve what they usually get, which should be a bullet somewhere in their body, die of lead poisoning. Okay, we're going to get in some new products. Well, they may not be entirely new. I know this last one came out at the end of last year. But uh, a couple of weeks ago we discussed the... The new shotgun shell firing firearms, that they're not actually shotguns, although they fire shotgun shells, but the BATF does not classify them as shotguns. And we talked about the Remington and the Mossberg with their pump-action, five-shot, short-barreled weapons. They're like uh, 13, 14-inch barrels, pump-action, hold five rounds. Well, now Remington has stepped this up a little bit, and they've got the new V3 TAC-13, a 13-inch barrel. That's fully semi-automatic. Now, this thing is, I guess it's based off of their V3 shotgun that they use now for sporting purposes. It's got a dual piston gas block mounted in the front of the receiver. 
and positioning in front of the receiver helps improve the reliability. Now, one of the most amazing things about this gun is the gas pressures are regulated by the size of the shell. Because a lot of times with semi-automatic weapons, you have to make adjustments depending on what size shell you're using, how powerful it is, in order to make them feed and function properly. This one actually has gas ports that are blocked by part of the shell when it's longer and opened up when the shell is shorter so it can automatically read the shell and adjust the gas pressure to make it fire properly. And it's neat because... The previous Remington and Mossbergs that we had talked about were all pump action, which are fine. There's nothing wrong. Pump actions are usually very reliable and hardly have any feed issues or any reliability issues other than possibly short stroking, which nobody wants to get caught short stroking because then it doesn't feed right. This has a almost identical grip to the uh, to the Remington and the Mossberg, the Shockwave. However, with its semi-automatic power, it holds five shells, one in the chamber. That's six rounds as fast as you can pull a trigger. No pumping, because as I've heard before, pumps are for hairspray. Oh, maybe in shotguns too. I do have a KSG, although it would be interesting to see the Caltech double tube feed shotgun developed as a semi-automatic version. There's always that possibility. Caltech, in case you're listening, make my make my Christmas this year. Come out with something like that. And now also, <clears throat> along with this. There's also two other companies that have come out with a semi-automatic, short-barreled shotgun shell firing weapons because they're not they're not shotguns. Even though they fire shotgun shells, they're not considered shotguns because shotguns fall under uh, special NFA rules if they have a barrel less than 18 inches. But because these are not shotguns and they are just quote unquote firearms. They're allowed to have 13, 14-inch barrels as long as they meet an overall length of 26 inches. Now, if you get below 26 inches in length, then it becomes what's called an AOL or any other weapon and requires, I believe, a $5 tax stamp and full registration just as you would with any, any automatic or suppressor. Now, there's been, oh, let's see who the companies are. Oh, Black Ace is Tactical. They have a semi-automatic 12-gauge, which will be available with synthetic or walnut furniture with a 14-inch barrel with a 26-and-a-half-inch. They add that half-inch just to make sure. And these come in at $449 for the synthetic and $575 for the walnut. Now, the Remington is a little more expensive at eight at uh, $949 retail. But I was looking around, and street price on these is generally running around 800 possibly a little less than that. Now, Chiapa Firearms last year was offering a pump action in the 12-gauge and 20-gauge in these short-barreled shotgun shell-firing devices, but they were also first to market with a 410-gauge option here. So in case you don't want anything too big, you want something a little smaller, the 20-gauge, or now even the 410-gauge. And these also will be available with a five-round box magazine. Now, that would be interesting to see how long they get before they get a 10-round or maybe a double-stack five-on-each-side round and put that in a semi-automatic version. Then you've got up to 10 rounds in a semi-automatic shotgun with a barrel length of 14 inches. That could be devastating at close range and close quarters. That could be just an amazing thing to have. So it it is, honestly, it's a great time to be alive with all these things coming out. Because for years, you could never have a shotgun shell firing device with a barrel less than 18 inches. And now they're coming out everywhere. Apparently, the BATF seems to be relaxing some of these antiquated, draconian rules that were in the NFA, realizing that it's not going to add to crime in any way, 
with law-abiding citizens getting weapons like this. It's not going to affect anything in any way. So it's – and as long as we're talking about NFA rules, there's another company who has come out. They are called Fold AR. I believe it's actually foldar.com if you wanted to go look. They have developed an AR-15 style rifle that folds at the barrel, which means the barrel and the chamber actually fold away from the bolt and fold down against the side of the weapon. This means on a rifle length, you can drop the length down to probably 16 and a half, 17 inches with a flash hider, or if you run a 14 and a half inch barrel with a secured flash hider, down to 16 inches. Now the stock stays the same and the barrel folds down the middle to the side. And the fact that it folds down the side means that you can put an optic on it, put a sight on it, a scope on it, and maintain zero according to their claims. Because when the barrel locks back in place, it locks back in a matter of three seconds. You lock it back into place, flip one latch over, lock it down, boom, you're ready to go. Now this has, this comes in at uh, $14.95 for a rifle or a pistol, and the uppers, just the upper alone is 850 and the upper is where the folding mechanism is. Now someone had seen this and decided, you know what, this would be really neat if we could take this and what if we could fold the stock as well? Because as most of you know on an AR, you've got a, uh, a buffer and a buffer spring that fit into the, the back buffer tube, and that extends out of the, the rear of the gun probably 8 inches, 10 inches, right around there, depending on whether it's a carbine or a rifle buffer tube. And this makes it very difficult to condense the size of the AR anymore. Now, there are companies like Law Tactical, which have a a hinge which comes unhinged and folds. However, the weapon cannot be fired once this hinge is is pushed out of the way, or you can fire one round, and that's it. And then the bolt flies back, hits the back, doesn't return to battery. So you have one shot like that. Now, a company called Deadfoot Arms has a modified cycle system. But we're going to come back to that in just one moment. You're listening to America's Web Radio. I am Roger B, and this is Locked and Loaded. The Ducks for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docs4patientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. And, Roger, I want to go over this one more time, if you don't mind, is that uh, for anyone that is a vet, I don't care whether, you know, there are a lot of veteran dogs, actually. And uh, if he's if a dog is starting a new business or within the past year has started a new business, a bow wow, uh, we'll, we'll even, any, we'll, dog, any dog, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's a veteran. But, no, anybody that's a veteran of... Any of our branches, I don't care what branch it is. It can be a Coast Guard. It can be Marines. It can, any branch, if you're a veteran. And I, most people don't know that the Coast Guard played a very, very big role in Vietnam. Oh, did they? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And um, so it doesn't matter what uh, situation you were in. Uh, if you served 
in-country or you serve locally, whatever, if you served America's Web Radio and you're starting a new business or you've started a business within the past year, we will give you two weeks of free advertising. Now, keep in mind that America's Web Radio, we're not... We're not gigantic, but we go all over the world. We, in fact, Victor has gotten um, emails from people all over the world. He got some people, some people emailing from Ohio today while he or commenting while he was on the air. So we have people listening from every place, and we invite you. If you're a veteran, you've started a business within the year, or you're about to start a business. Contact us, GM, at America's Web Radio, and we'll give you two weeks of free advertising. ROS, which means run of the station. One ad may run at 10 o'clock. One ad may run at 10 at mid- or at 12 midnight or whenever. But we'll give you two weeks of free advertising on America's Web Radio. Wow, and hopefully that'll give you such a huge response. You'll come back for more. Absolutely. That's what we need to do, support our veterans and help them support us as well. And with that being said, we're going to take one quick ID and get back to Roger B. and Locked and Loaded right after this. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hi, I am Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you are listening to America's Web Radio. You can find us at americaswebradio.com, on Facebook, on the inter- on the on the interwebs, and on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel. So in case you want to see somebody's ugly mug who's sitting here broadcasting, you can certainly go on there and see it. Although I advise you to wear dark sunglasses when you do that. Okay, so now back to the goody gun stuff. We were talking about a company called Fold AR that makes a folding barreled AR rifle. Now, this is different than some of the takedown ones because it actually folds and stays hinged to the rest of the gun, so it doesn't actually come apart into two pieces. There's no way to lose the other half of the gun. But then another company saw this, or maybe they didn't see it, but they offered a, a way to fold the rear stock. They have a retrofit kit, which allows a standard AR platform to transform into an AR-15 side-folding stock. From what I've seen of the pictures, it cuts down the buffer tube from its original probably 8 to 10-inch length down to about between 3 and 5 inches. It looks like around a 4-inch length on it. And the stock actually folds out of the way from the buffer tube, which means the buffer tube is still there. It's just much shorter and has a modified bolt carrier group and a modified spring. This allows it to fire with the stock in the folded position, which is pretty revolutionary for anything with an AR. Which Now, what this does, you have a rifle with a 16-inch barrel. When it folds the stock down, it goes to 26 and a half inches when the stock folded. Now, that would be the minimum amount of length you could have in a rifle that was capable of firing with the stock folded. Now, where this gets interesting is if you decide to build a pistol with a pistol brace. Because then you can run any length barrel. I say most ARs with a shorter barrel pistol running eight to between eight and twelve inches, maybe maybe seven to twelve inches. And then you combine this with the fold AR technology with the folding upper on a pistol, you can bring down the length of an AR pistol down to ten and three quarter inches by folding the rear stock and by folding the barrel. Now, 10 and 3 quarter inches will fit almost anywhere. Now, it is a little thick because the barrel's folded on one side and the stock is folded on the other. 
But that's just that's an amazingly small package, and the stock actually just flips over, locks into place. There's no there's no screwing in anything, no disassembling, no taking apart. And the same thing with the fold AR system for the front. It just folds over, clicks into place, and then you lock one latch. You're ready to go. Three seconds. This thing's fully operational, ready to go. Stick a mag in, throw the bolt back. You're rocking and rolling. And the fact that it can be in a package as short as less than 11 inches is amazing. And again, this is because of the pistol brace. The advent of the pistol brace has made it legal to run a pistol brace on an AR-type pistol that fires rifle cartridges, which is amazing. I mean, you're talking 300 Blackout, 6.5 Grendel, uh, 5.56, 224 Valkyrie, 6.8 SPC. I mean... Everyone knows the AR is probably one of the most versatile rifle slash pistol platforms there is as far as the availability of cartridges and and various accessories. And these two give you a way between you have um between fold AR and dead foot arms, you can build one of these rifles. They sell them through Fold R. They sell one with the dead foot modification already for nineteen hundred and forty five dollars. That gives you Either a rifle at 26 inches folded minus the barrel, so you're 16 inches total length. Or if you get a pistol barrel, it'll fold down to 10 and three quarter inches for the when you fold the pistol stock and when you fold the barrel. Now keep in mind, anything less than a 16 inch barrel must be done with a pistol brace. You cannot run a stock on anything less than a 16 inch barrel unless you get your NFA short barreled rifle license. So that's something to look into. If you're interested, you can go to foldar.com or Deadfoot Arms, and you can see some of that. Okay, next I want to talk about something that I don't get asked very often until after a firearm purchase is made. So many times I get asked, what kind of gun should I buy? And then we have a discussion about, you know, what he needs, what he wants, what his expectations are. You know, the guy who wants to shoot squirrels in the backyard does not need a 9mm pistol. He needs a twenty two. <laughs> Yeah, something small. It depends on where you live. You may not even be able to use that. Maybe an airsoft gun. Just beat the squirrel to death with little blue plastic pellets. (laughs) But the one question I don't get, that I feel I should more often, is what else do I need once I have a gun? And this is where most people will forget about all the accessories. You know, you got to realize, okay, I'm going to go shoot this thing. I'm going to go to the range. I'm going to shoot. What do I need? Okay, you obviously need ammunition which we're not going to talk about the different kinds of ammunition because that would take almost forever. And uh, But you can, you'd can you certainly ask somebody if you have any questions about ammunition because there are different kinds for just practicing at the range and different kinds for carrying in your weapon every day. But firstly, I'd say buy your own set of eye protection. These are relatively inexpensive. I mean, you're talking maybe... Five, maybe up to fifty dollars if you went all out and got some kind of prescription specialty protection eyewear. But they're so much better than using the range experience because when you get the rental range uh, glasses, they're probably going to have a few smudges on them, a few scratches. They may not fit quite right. They may be a little twisted, and they probably charge you a couple bucks to use them. But you can probably buy a set of safety glasses. Now, make sure they are safety rated no matter what you do. Now, some people use regular eyeglasses, and most of these have 
quality built lenses which will protect your eyes. But ideally, you want to have something specifically safety rated. And these can be had for as little as, you know, five, six bucks for a decent pair of safety glasses. You can buy them at Home Depot. You can get them at the hardware store. You can get them almost anywhere. But make sure they are safety rated. And try on a few pairs because the ones that fit you the best are going to be the ones you're going to see the best with. And you want something that wraps around a little bit to offer you protection from shrapnel possibly flying back, from somebody shooting next to you, from hitting something you're not supposed to hit, like your little steel clips or the steel carrier. You may get a little shrapnel back. You want to protect your eyes. Because something that may scratch you on the forehead or scratch you on your arm is going to do a lot worse damage to an eye. So consider that as being your first thing you want to buy because those will pay back in spades. Next, you're going to need hearing protection. Now, this is an area where you can spend anywhere from $1.50 to hundreds of dollars, depending on how intricate you want to be, how much you plan on shooting. If you plan on going to the range once a year, you can invest for a buck and a half. You can get a set of foam earplugs, which when used properly provide excellent hearing protection. But you have to make sure to follow the instructions. A lot of people just kind of push these in their ears and go shoot, and that's not how they work. You have to actually roll them up tightly, put them into the ear canal, hold them in place, and let them expand to where they will offer the maximum protection. Because I've seen so many people just stick them in their ears and walk in, and they're not getting near the protection they need, and they're losing hearing every time they shoot. You realize that's exactly what the Air Force pilots use and uh, people that are on so they probably know, yeah, how yeah. to install them properly. Well, you just, like you said, they're sort of spongy. Twist them, yeah. yeah. They're them very dense said, foam. But, uh, they are good, good enough for the Air Force. That's right, if you know how to use them right. It's just like anything. If you don't know how to use it, it's not much good to you. <laughs> but some of you may want to get a little fancier than that, you know, or want something a little offers a little easier because the foam earplugs are great. They work fantastic. But if you have to take them in and out, it's a bit of a procedure, and it's kind of time-consuming. Next, they have the reusable multi-leveled rubber earplugs. Now, these have several layers in them. They fit inside your ears, and they can pull in and out easily. They're usually held together by a string or a plastic C-clip to keep them in place. They're reusable. You can probably get those from, you know, 10 to 20 bucks. Now, the earmuffs are probably the most popular. They actually have a surround that goes completely around your ear. Now, if you have any any idea picturing these, you got to picture if you're in an airplane what a pilot's going to be wearing or if you've ever worn a set of full headphones, which I know people with earbuds don't know necessarily what full headphones are, but they come completely around your ears. Now, these... You can get a basic pair for probably 10 to 50 bucks, but they can go up to $400 depending on the options they have on them. This can get uh, just mind-boggling with how many things you can get on some of these ear- earmuffs. One of the biggest advantages in getting a higher-end set of earmuffs is they have what's called the noise electronic noise-blocking protection. Basically, they will block out any sound that is above a certain decibel level, while at the same time amplifying lower levels to where you can hear somebody speak, you can hear what you're doing with your weapon. This is extremely useful if you're shooting with other people so they can hear your instructions, you can tell them what to do, or if you're getting instruction yourself, if you're in a class, you want to be able to hear the instructor. The noise blocking technology is very good right now. It protects you fully and allows you to hear at the same time. 
Now, I don't know about people who are hunting or anything like that, if they would be useful for that, because I don't know how how accurate the sound is or if you can tell where it's coming from. But most of them have a set of microphones, and they can pick up sounds pretty well. In fact, they have an adjustable volume knob, so they can be turned up and down based on what you're doing, who you're listening to, and depending on whether you need to hear or whether you don't need to hear. And you're thinking, what would I not need to hear? I'm thinking mother-in-laws, wives, husbands, significant others. Now, keep in mind, any investment in hearing protection like this can also be used for doing yard work. Lawnmowers, weed whackers, blowers, or maybe even just annoying people at home. You know, <laughs> Now, many of them have plugs for music, and some even, even have Bluetooth connections. So, to me, that's just awesome. You can hook your phone directly to these via Bluetooth, play music while you're shooting, or listen to a book on tape, whatever you want to hear. Actually, it wouldn't be on tape. It'd be on an electronic device. But now, as for disadvantages of the earmuffs, if you're shooting a rifle or a shotgun, they do protrude out from your ear a little bit and make it sometimes difficult to get your cheek down on the on the stock properly. So in that case, you have to find a stock that sits a little lower or go back to the earplugs. But now if you want the same protection with the electronic noise blocking protection, they do make earplugs that have the electronic noise blocking technology. Now these are very small. They're usually rechargeable batteries, and they are expensive. They're all going to run you anywhere from two to $600 a pair for these. And I don't know how long they last, but most of them offer a lot of replacement parts for the little ear tips and things like that. But they're very small. They fit inside your ear, probably similar to hearing aid technology, but they have the noise blocking section in them. Now, these would be great because you could run them with rifles, shotguns, pistols. wouldn't matter. Easy in and out, easy adjustability. All right, we're going to be right back. I'm Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. Okay, one uh, one more time, Roger. Going to tell everybody about if you're a veteran, we're doing a very very special thing for you here at America's Web Radio. If you're a veteran and you've opened a new business or about to open a new business, contact us, GM General Manager at America's Web Radio, and we'll give you two free weeks of advertising. That's right, two free weeks of advertising, telling. Literally, and I don't mean to be blowing smoke because I'm not blowing smoke, but this is giving you two free weeks of advertising that goes literally around the world. So if you're interested, send us an email, general manager at America's Web Radio, and we will get back in touch with you and work out when we're going to start. So what do you think of that, Roger? That- Anything to support veterans is always high on my list. I'm always a big supporter of the military. They do things for us every day that we can't do for ourselves and that we need done. So and Absolutely. And this is one reason that uh, we're doing it and that, uh, you know, we just uh, we have to give back. They get, You know, people don't realize when you sign that paper, you're saying, I will die for my country. You're writing an all-inclusive check that includes up to and including your life. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't have said it better. So with that being said, uh, we're going to get back to Lock and Loaded right after this. Your auto love and investment demands the best, and for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. From manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby. 
The first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport, your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport. Get your pen and paper ready. If there's a move in your near future, I'm here to tell you that the folks I used and now recommend is Around Town Movers. Timothy and the guys recently moved me, and I am and was totally satisfied with a sometimes not-so-fun experience moving. Call Timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience. Around Town Movers for that local or cross-country move. Timothy, Around Town Movers, in my opinion, are the best. That's Around Town Movers. Call them. Whether cruising the strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Your auto love and investment demands the best, and for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. From manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby. The first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport, your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hello, I am Roger B., and you are listening to Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. And we were discussing before the break things you have to get in addition to a gun. When you purchase a gun, there are other things. We already covered the eye protection, hearing protection, up to the electronic earplugs, which I say, two to 600 bucks a pair, not for everybody, but they are very versatile and can be used, pistol, rifle, anything, and not have a problem with holding or uh, properly supporting a weapon. Next on our list is going to be a holster. Now, holsters are very personal. I mean, you know, for most people. Oh, yes, yes, no cup necessary. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Usually you shouldn't have to wear that while you're shooting. <laughs> Unless you're shooting with a wife or a girlfriend or a husband or something like that. But anyway, okay, so on our holsters. Now, if you intend to carry or even for storage in a nightstand or a bedside area, under a bed, under a pillow, the range of holsters is endless. There's a million different kinds. In fact, the best thing is if you can find somebody who has the same type of gun as you do, they probably have more than one holster. And they will have various ways of storing it. And they may find a holster they really like and have a box full of all other holsters they don't like. And any of you who have been carrying guns for a while know you have that box of holsters down in the basement or in the closet that just wasn't quite what you're looking for. Share those with somebody else who has a similar gun to you. Let them try something. Now, if you're carrying a gun just in the house and not wearing it on you outside concealed, you may consider just a standard nylon holster. Some of these have a small strap over the back. Some have pouches for extra magazines built on. So you can grab that out of your nightstand in the holster with a magazine in the gun and a spare magazine with it when you go out and search the house. 
because you know that's usually when you have to pull your gun out when you have when you need it. Other than that, leave it holstered, leave it covered. Don't bring it out unless we need it. And you guys know what I'm talking about. Now another thing, you may want to have extra magazines if you have a semi-automatic weapon, whether it's rifles or pistols. Be honest with you, I usually don't have a semi-automatic weapon that I don't have at least six magazines for. Six good working functional magazines. Now, the exception to this is some very specialty weapons where magazines are very expensive or hard to get or some very collectible pieces where you can't find magazines for them very easily. And it may not be possible to have a full six magazines for that. But then again, these guns probably see very limited use, and you probably won't need them as much. And another thing I recommend doing, just on a side note, load all your magazines before you go to the range. It saves you from sitting there and doing it while you're in the range when you first start. You blip through your first five, six, ten magazines, whatever you have, before you even have to reload a single one. And if you have somebody with you, they can reload while you shoot. You can reload while they shoot. A lot more shooting goes on then. Of course, it costs a little more in ammo, but... You can probably deal with that. Another thing you should have is tools for your gun. Now, you may wonder, what kind of tools does my gun need? Well, how does your, do you have adjustable sights? Do you need tools to take the weapon down? Do you need tools for cleaning the weapon, which would be a cleaning kit? We'll get into that in a minute. But a lot of times, if you have an optic, there may be a hex key or a small screwdriver bit that will adjust an optic or adjust an adjustable sight in the rear or the front, depending on whether it's a rifle or a pistol. Now, if you have a scope on your weapon, you want to find either a screwdriver or ideally I found a coin actually works best because most of the slotted screws on a scope adjustment are curved on the inside and a coin fits them perfectly. Throw a coin in your range box, in your range bag, in your, you know, anything you take to the range with you. And that would lead us on to our next, our next thing. You want to get a case for your pistol or your rifle. You don't want to carry it in the cardboard box it came in. Now, some weapons do come with a really nice plastic box with a foam lining, and this is fine for carrying a weapon. It'll usually hold the weapon and a couple extra mags. Where that would get difficult if you have several weapons, and you're trying to juggle three or four separate individual pistol boxes or a rifle box and two pistol boxes and trying to carry ammo and your hearing protection and your eye protection. At this point, it's time to look into getting something else. And that's when we get into the range bags. You know, you see, guys, there are there are thousands of different types of range bags. You want to get one that will hold what you want in it, aside from weapons, perhaps. If you only have one or two smaller guns, then you can put pistols or revolvers into a range bag, along with ammo, along with extra magazines, along with any tools, flashlights, cleaning supplies. I always put a rag in mine to wipe something down in case it gets dirty or something I can't see. Also, when you walk in, you don't look like you're having a garage sale with a 100 individual things you're trying to drag in with just two hands. Now, on your range bag, there's a huge variety of options. It doesn't even have to be a range-specific bag, although most of these have pockets for magazines, for tools, things like that. Sometimes have divided areas so you can put a, a pistol in a separate pouch on each side of it and have ammo in a separate area. Some of them even have a separate netted bag for scooping up old brass in case you decide to do any reloading so you can save all your brass. And the net, the netted part lets all the dirt and debris fall out of it. Uh, you just give it a shake before you go, latch it onto the range bag, and you're ready to go. And also you look a lot more professional or a lot more knowledgeable if you walk into a range. 
carrying one bag that has everything in it instead of trying to juggle everything as you walk in the door. Because then you got to realize when you get to the range, you're probably going to have to open at least two doors to get to the shooting area because most of them have a buffered area in between. You open one door at a time. And it's going to be difficult if you're juggling several pistol boxes, a couple boxes of ammo. Your hearing protection should be on at this point, along with your eye protection. And if you have an adjustable screwdriver sticking out of your pocket, just make sure you take it out before you sit down. So, yeah, look into a range bag if you plan on using the range more than, say, you know, once every six months. It just makes it easier to keep everything together, and you're less likely to forget things. And now, some guys will just pack a range bag full of so much of everything you're going to need wheels on it. And you know what? They make range bags with wheels on them now. That's right. Just like the small pieces of luggage, they have extendable handles, various compartments inside. You can load them down and wheel them in. The only you have to do is lift them up in and out of the car. Other than that, you're ready to go. These make it very convenient if you shoot matches or if you go shooting with a lot of different weapons or have a lot of people going with you, you have a lot of ammunition. And you carry that because it always gets heavy when you're carrying more than a few boxes. So consider that also. But a good range bag pays for itself in its weight in gold. It is well worth it. So, And if you only go once every couple of months and you only have one pistol, then you can get a much smaller one. And like I say, it doesn't even have to be range specific. Get like a, a very small duffel bag or small sport equipment bag, something you can put things in. Now, rifles are another story. You kind of want to have a separate case for those. Because when you carry those in, you don't want to have to carry them in uncased. A lot of ranges get very nervous if you're carrying in a weapon uncased or unholstered or without some sort of covering over it. Even if you have to carry it in the cardboard box, leave it in the box rather than carry it in uncased. And the final thing I wanted to mention is get a cleaning kit for your weapon. Even if you don't clean it every time, which I don't, I admit freely, I clean my gun every three or four times I go to the range if I'm shooting regularly, because otherwise I'd be cleaning it like, you know, every week, and that's probably a little excessive. Most of them can take more than that. Now, rifle shooters are very particular about cleaning their weapons. They only clean it if the accuracy starts to degrade, because when you clean a rifle barrel, you do lose accuracy for the first few shots again once you start up again, from what I understand. An oiled barrel is never that accurate. So, But get a kit that has, you can either buy one specific to your gun, just pistol, just rifle, just that caliber, or you can get a universal kit, which is what I recommend because I'm hoping everybody who gets one gun will eventually have to have another and another and another and so on because you know how many guns is enough. That's right, just one more. That's what you tell the wife. Just one more. That's all I need is just one more. Or you tell the husband. I know a few ladies out there shooting need to tell the husband, I just need one more gun. Usually the husbands will be, you know, agreeable to this because they'd rather you buy a gun than buy a new purse, perhaps. Just like some of the ladies who shoot would rather their husband buy a new gun than a new part for the car. But anyway, get a cleaning kit for it. Ideally, learn how to use it. If you don't know how to clean your weapon, go on YouTube. Look at how you do it, but the first thing, always unload it first and check it three times if you have to. But go on YouTube, find a video to show you how to disassemble or ask somebody who's got a similar weapon, show me how to do this. Most of the ranges on most modern weapons will show you rather quickly how to field strip a weapon and how to clean it or at least give you the basics. And as long as you pay attention and learn to take it apart and put it back together on a field strip, you should be good to go. Other than that, that should be all you need for your beginning. Now, As you get into it, you may want to get some more accessories. You may want to get a shot timer. 
And also, just to let you know, if you have, I believe, an iPhone or an Android, there is a Shot Timer app you can get for your phone, which last time I checked was free. Now, granted, it's probably not as portable or as easy to use as an actual Shot Timer, but it'll let you get started if you want to try and do some competition or do some event shooting where there's a timer. It'll get you used to hearing that beep and starting and stopping and seeing your time. Because that can be a little unnerving if you're just starting out. You don't want to hear the beep, and then you kind of get a little nervous. If you hear it ahead of time, that would be the best thing. And also, probably the most important thing you're going to need once you buy a gun is some time to sit down with it and familiarize yourself with it before you go to the range. It's always more comfortable to learn in your living room or on your kitchen table than it is in a range with people firing all around you. I I would add one other thing, Roger, with that. Sure. Is, uh, you know, when you buy it, get the person that you bought it from, to, and they will go over it. But then make them go over it, and if you have questions, don't be, don't hesitate to ask. Right. Don't pretend like you know everything for the first time him showing you. If you have any questions, let them know. They're m- most, any gun store range is more than happy to take the time to have you avoid any kind of accident or any kind of issues. Well, I am Roger B, and this has been another episode of Locked and Loaded. And thank you for listening to America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.